Welcome to our first episode of the Marked for Life's podcast. We are a husband and wife duo. We own a tattoo shop in Redfin, Sydney. And we thought that, you know, we have a lot of things to to share and to say about our journey. So why not start a podcast? My name is Cam and my husband's name is... Hey everyone, my name is Ray. Um, And, you know, I guess let's just kick it off. Let's just share about what we do, who we are. Um, I'm on the mic, so I'll just start first. So as I said, my name is Cam. I'm actually a chartered accountant and I specialize in tax and accounting. Um, Weird, because you wouldn't usually mix accounting and tattoos, nor would most accountants be married to a tattoo artist. Um, We'll share our story about how we met maybe one day. I don't know if we will, but anyway, Ray, I'll just kick it over to you. Tell, tell everyone about yourself. Hey, everyone. Yes, yeah, so, uh, as Cam mentioned, it's, it's not often you find a tattoo artist and a tax account together. I I didn't even think I did my tax until I met her, which is pretty fun. I think I had like three years backlogged. Anyway, so my name is Ray and I've been a tattoo artist now for 10 years. I specialize in black and gray realism and I also like doing Japanese. During my 10 years, I've also had two shops marked being the most recent so why don't we share about obviously the podcast we want to share about how we started right so um what made you because it wasn't really my idea I'm not going to take credit for that so what made you want to open up marked what was the journey there I guess because I opened my tattoo shop in so everyone I started tattooing in Sydney but when I moved back to Cairns a year later Cairns North Queensland and uh, about a year after living in Cairns I opened my first shop and ever since that it didn't really feel right working in uh, in someone else's shop I've worked in other shops before and the environment's great I love it but I just feel like deep down I've always meant to be running my own shop do you feel like it's just like in your blood to be entrepreneurial and like it just doesn't feel right for you to work for somebody else. Yeah, definitely. Because that was my experience as well. So um, I actually have my own business. I work for myself. I've been working for myself for five, six years now. Um, and it's just a different ball game. It is. And it's like, you know, when you have your own business, you're the person who's responsible. There's no, oh, my boss told me to do this. But in a, in a way, you actually want to put in more effort. You want to put in the later hours because you know you're going to get a reward out of it as well. And that's right. It's like something you know that whatever you do is just going to add value for yourself rather than like as an employee, you get paid a certain rate, a certain you know, for the work that you do, but you're adding value to somebody else. Exactly. And even because tattoo shops are a physical space, I always felt more comfortable in my own shop than someone else's. Like, I don't want to, you know, proverbial reach into someone else's fridge without asking. You know? Yeah, true. So, so obviously, I mentioned earlier that we're in Redfin. Why don't you share a little bit? I think we can do, like, a whole episode oh, in terms man. of how the shop started. Yeah, but... we, could, we could do, like, <laughs> probably three episodes on what, what it took. But why don't you just share a little bit about, like, why you chose Redfin and maybe we can talk about how we started in terms of, like, 
not like how we built the shop, but, you know, from literally day one of trading, like what we, like you and I did to get it up and going and like, um, you know, the processes and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. So it wasn't exactly Redfern that I wanted to open a shop in. It was pretty much, I wanted to open a shop near the city, the Sydney CBD. And, um, my real estate agent mentioned this one shop and Redfern was always a place that to me as a kid growing up in Sydney, Redfern was like a scary place, you know, but <laughs> I'm laughing cause I grew up in Redfern. <laughs> yeah, Cam, Cam grew up in the next suburb over. So she's got all kinds of stories about it. And during the years of, you know, living here, growing up also in recent years, I think Redfern's just been this suburb where, it's just changing. It's evolving, you know, pretty much by the month. Yeah, it's, it's the, the trendy area. It's becoming the new Surrey Hills. Yeah. Um, and, so. uh, you know, the, <laughs> one one positive from its past is that the rent was really cheap. So that was, that was one reason why it was so good to open up in Redfern. Um, another reason, too, is just that there was no other shop there. That, you know, um, there's no saturated market. And yeah, that, that that's actually yeah. a good point because there's shops, there's lots of tattoo shops in Red, uh, sorry, not in Redfin, in Newtown, um, in Surrey Hills, like surrounding suburbs, but there wasn't one that was actually in Redfin. So we felt that by choose like Redfin was a good choice because it's an up and coming area. Um, it's super close to the city where we are located. It's close to a train station. So it's easy for people to access. Um, and also, it's close enough to other shops, but not in like not that close where you're in direct competition. Um, not that we're overly worried about competition because we do feel that if we focus on the art itself, like that just speaks for itself. Yeah, actually, that's a that's a really good point to bring up. Uh, one thing that I never wanted to do was focus on the competition because I know at the end of the day, and this is with any business. If you focus on what you're doing and just focus on, you know, giving the best product or service, you don't have to worry about what your competition is doing. In fact, worrying about your competition, I feel, takes away so much of your attention and time, you know, that you could be putting into just doing better yourself. Actually, why don't, while we're on that, like, why don't we talk about, um, our first convention as a shop because a convention is perfect right because you're literally in the same building as hundreds of other artists and you've got your art on display and it's almost like you know come come and pick me yeah. you know I think that's kind of perfect um thing to talk about when we're talking about competition and just focusing on yourself now we did our first um convention a couple months ago at the Rites of Passage, we had all four of our, sorry, three of our artists. So we have Beck, who is an apprentice, so she wasn't um, tattooing yet. And we had like a whole system set up where it was just super successful for us. And again, we were so busy that we couldn't actually focus on our competition. So why don't you, um, Ray, I'll hand it over to you to talk about like what you did in terms of like the artwork itself, the tattooing process itself. And then maybe I can talk about like, the behind the scenes and just making all that kind of churned and burned. Yeah, so it was our first um, expo as a shop, but I'd be, I've been doing expos for quite some time now. Actually, with, with Cam, the first time I went to a convention just representing myself, 
she was there. And um, one thing I realized is that, you know, people who go there, they want to, they want to get tattooed. You don't have to really, how do I say, you don't have to sell the tattoo to them. You just put out what you like to do. And chances are you'll find somebody who wants to get the tattoo that you've designed. So during this one specifically, you know, we were busy. Like I didn't think I even got much time to walk around and check out other booths. I just, you know, my main priority was to get as many butts into the seat as possible. So anything that I didn't have to do myself, like setting up, I'd, you know, just pass it on to someone else. And I just wanted to, you know, get as many people, you know, not just to make money on that weekend, but I knew that if I tattooed somebody at the, at the show, they'd come back to the shop as well. And you're literally leaving a mark on somebody. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, it's, it's fun. I I, I love conventions. So yeah. Well, like, so Ray was just saying that he, you know, wanted to get as many butts on the tables as much as possible. So from my end, what we've learned from our first convention together. So back then it was just literally the two of us. I think it was in Melbourne. We flew down to Melbourne and what we found that worked was just me like engaging with people walking by, like passers by and taking care of, you know, the bookings and streamlining that process and helping him with the breakdown and setup um, because there are gaps between, you know, people walking by and, you know, engaging with them. Um, so with the shop, obviously, because it, was, it wasn't just Ray, it was other artists as well. Um, we had people helping us with that. So for, for me with the shop, because the convention is a great place to expose the shop and, you know, a lot of people, I think we've been very fortunate that we've been able to build a community of clients, you know, from before where Ray was working before, but also just from the locals in Redfin. But if you're not from Redfin, chances are you probably wouldn't have seen us. Um, so we, the, the, the convention is an opportunity for us to get our name out there and introduce ourselves to, you know, the rest of Sydney. So what we, what I emphasized on was making people felt like they were important and welcome and, and and people truly are like if you're a customer walking into a shop you are important yeah. to us we, we, we yeah it's not just for the convention because at the end of the day the business doesn't exist without the customers so we try to give our customers the best experience not just for tattooing i'm guessing you do that with your tax right yeah 100 percent. like it's about focusing on value like what value we can provide and it's you know, for me, when I'm focusing on tax, I want people, it's, it's a scary thing to go through. Like if someone's going through a tax audit, so I want people to know that I'm actually there by their side, like fighting for them. Not actually. Yeah. We should, we should probably talk about you now. Cause like, well, no, 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 no. Cause I think people, they get it. I'm a tattoo artist. I do tattoos. A convention is a giant place, uh, a place where people come and get tattooed. But you know, when people hear accountant, I think they have this stereotypical dude with super thick rimmed glasses, <laughs> you know, just punching a calculator. But that's not what you do. So let's tell let's tell these people what you do. So yeah, most people when they meet me, they don't think I'm an accountant at all. Um, uh, so the last few years I've focused solely on tax advisory, so high level stuff. So I mentioned earlier that I do like tax audits. I represent clients in that. Um, 
you know, so I do... She gets people out of shit with the ATO is <laughs> the best way to <laughs> so that's, describe that's it. That's the aim, right? <laughs> so my job is to make sure that people are paying the right tax. It's not about paying as little as possible the wrong way. It's just about paying the right amount of tax, right? Um, it's It takes... A, it does take quite a skill, Um one thing that I'm doing at the moment is I'm in law school as well. And the reason why I've done that is because most accountants don't know how to read law. It's a very special skill. Um, and we're not trying to do that. So I've decided to, to take that on and hopefully become a tax master one day. And it sounds boring, but it's a very, very complex area of our, you know, of the Australian law. But anyway, um, what I like to focus on is, and this goes with the shop as well, is just making p- people feel like they're valued. It's not about, oh, great, we've got a client, let's just take your money and get the job done as fast <laughs> as possible. It's it's not about that. It's actually about letting people know that, we're, you know, that they can be comfortable in talking to us. So, you know, for example, when I'm at the shop, we have a baby, so we, we bring, like, she's usually there with me if I'm in the shop, but it's just letting people know that, you know, no question is stupid to ask. Like, yeah, we get this. Sometimes we get the same question over and over again. And yeah, look, I'm not going to lie. I'm human. It is a bit boring to answer the same question over again. But we want you to know that, like, when you come in and interact with us, it's okay to ask those questions. Like, you know, getting your first tattoo is a scary thing. And that's why you, everyone is so, like, picky yeah, about your first tattoo. I, I give props to anybody who walks into a tattoo shop who hasn't had one before. Because even as an artist, I know when I walk into a place, it's kind of intimidating. You don't know the people in there. But if you don't even have a tattoo and you're walking into a place where, you know, let's face it, the, the tattoo industry, we got a rap for, you know, we're criminals and, yeah. you know, tattoo cultures just, you know, hand in hand with prison. But, um, so, so what I was saying was that, you know, anybody who comes in for their first tattoo, like I, I got big respect for them. And I don't want anyone to feel like there is a dumb question because I've been doing this for 10 years. So what, what, you know, what kind of uh, person is going to come in knowing more than I do or as much as I do? You can come in and ask me any question. I promise you I won't make you feel like an idiot. And I think that's so important, right, when you have a business because at the end of the day, it's all about creating value for people so when they're paying you whether it's a dollar or a hundred dollars or five hundred dollars it's like you need to make sure that they're getting that value um so one of the you know in using my experience so i come from a heavily compliant industry so we are you know like it's just all about compliance really so going into the tattoo industry it's you know, I'm dealing with an artist and that's one of the things that's so like, loose, hey, it's just like girl yeah, with the flow, I guess. I feel like that's the case, yeah. And it I think that's some of the things that you and I butt heads about on a day to day basis. Just, I think and not just on the shot, like with business. It's just Yeah, we like we butt heads, but it's it's cool. It's kinda like yin and yang because you bring something that I may not see and you know vice versa yeah and I think that's what a team should be you don't want two people who do the exact same thing I think a good team has people who do different things you know yeah and like so just going back to my experience like I've taken what I know into the shop so 
from the back end of the shop, the stuff that you don't see is how we, you know, do our record keeping and because one of Yeah, the, I never did any for my no, first shop. And that's, and, and that's the interesting thing, right? Because when we were doing the application to get a license for the shop, there was so much more to it that Ray had no idea about and Ray had never done before or actually really seen. Um, so like one of the things was record keeping, like a logbook. You have to have a... Um, you know, a record of every tattoo that you do in the shop. And so that was something that I thought, okay, what's the easiest way that I can get, you know, our artists to do that as they go throughout the day? Because the last thing that you want is a backlog of record, like, you know, having to do that record keeping because one, it's inefficient. And two, you don't remember, like, you don't remember what you had for breakfast oh. the previous day. So how are you going to remember? It's like, pretty funny because, the, you know, when I first came into the industry, we were literally just writing in a diary you know just pen or pencil and we'd just write what tattoo we did how much we did and we'd get paid in cash we literally had no infrastructure you know no 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 one telling us how to take care of our cash the you would just pretty much get it and they'd say good luck (laughs) yeah so i by doing all the around that um requirement to keep a logbook i also kind of created our like pods system if you will where, you know, the guys will just record what they've um, taken for the day. So it's just easier that come the end of the week, I can do all the bookkeeping, all the accounting stuff. But also, um, it's all in the cloud, so I can, you know, we can access it anywhere. Yes, you know what, speaking of this, like, if for anyone out there who, you know, is, has their own business or is a sole trader, I was, I was, I was doing that for so long without, you know, doing, uh, doing the proper tax work. And it was always like a weight on my shoulders. And, you know, I guess that took a bit of attention away from me from running a business. So for anyone who is out there who hasn't handled their tax, I definitely recommend doing it because it's just something you don't have to worry about. You know, now, now I feel free within the business to just, to just do what I want to do and not have to worry about tax. And I'm guessing a lot of people out there are you know, just trying to avoid doing it because they don't know, they actually don't know what to do. Yeah, definitely go speak to your tax agent. That was not a plug, by the way, because I don't do tax returns. (laughs) (laughs) But like just having a handle on the the, the admin of your business gives you the space to actually execute what you and and focus on what you really want to do. So because I'm taking care of all the back end stuff, all the background stuff, um, you know, even things to like, ordering you know stationery i take care of so and now i'm just you know i'm free to do what i love which is tattooing yeah so it just if you can find a way like if you are starting a business and it's just you that's a little bit more challenging because it's just you but so you need to find ways to get creative where you can have all those mundane things systemized um, so it's just done easily and quickly. So you just don't have to think about it. And then that way you've got more time and space and energy just to focus on what you really want to do. So if you're in, I don't know, like fashion design, you know, if you can systemize like, you know, the way that you can keep your receipts and all of that, then you've got more time to actually focus on fashion designing and getting your, your product out there. Um, it's actually not as hard as it sounds either. Like once you are familiar with how it works, it's, it's seriously as, you know, it's, it just becomes routine. It's like tying your shoelaces once you learn how to do it. Because 
before I knew how to do it, I would just, you know, I'd avoid it. And I guess that's how when I met Cam, I had three years worth of tax I had to do. Avoiding is not the way to go. Just get it done. Just get it done. So that, like, yeah. Anyway, so that's like... We could do a whole episode on that, actually. We could do a whole episode on that. So So it's like... Today, we just really want to introduce ourselves and, um, you know, just ourselves in the shop. And, you know, we'll probably... How many many do you think we're going to do a week? I don't know. We'll try to commit to at least one or two. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like, it's... Anyway, like, you've got a bit of insight in terms of how we've been able to mesh, like, the corporate boring stuff with the creative stuff. Um, You know, hopefully, you know, our intention with this podcast is to share what we've been through, like, our journey. I feel like everyone has a voice, like, everyone. Um, And, you know, everyone's got a journey and we can all learn from each other's experiences and thoughts and insights and... um, if you don't learn from it, I hope we're good entertainment <laughs> at the very minimum. That's too much pressure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we figured, you know, let's just not be stingy and actually share. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny you say that too because I, I didn't want to do a podcast, but, you know, there's like when I get one-on-one with somebody tattooing, there's a lot of stuff. Everybody we, wants you to do yeah, a podcast. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, just the conversation is like, so many times I've been like, man, I wonder how many other, like, I'll be talking to somebody about, you know, my life or their life. And I'd just be thinking, wow, if other people could just hear what we were talking about during this, it might actually help them with something they're going through. And, you know, hopefully some of that magic comes into recording yeah hopefully so anyway so i think we'll just leave it there we'll leave it there and um stay tuned everyone thanks for listening thanks for listening we'll be back soon